And uh, with that, I'd like to then transition back over to Chris. Chris is going to talk a little bit about our uh, vendor solutions and some training and education. Some of the vendor solutions, when looking at optimizing your technology, before we talked about things to consider, whether it's integration or implementation. Correct. We talked about some of the th other things, like item master cleansing, uh, data you know, transitions uh, as you go through the various steps in project management. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit now about how vendors uh, should be providing additional training and the resources that go along with it. Well, this is right up your alley then. You're working for a vendor, so you'll yep. be the ideal person to start discussing yep. this. So, uh, yeah, one issues. thing to think about with, <laughs> with, when working with your vendors is you want to, as an organization, you want to take a look at what are our specific needs for our training right. purposes. You know, we have different levels of users, we have different levels of processes and policies, and how is that going to be addressed by all the different different, uh, different ways that people can be taught. You want to take a look at what are the training options and how do we want to be taught? Do you want to provide a vendor that's going to bring people on site to provide that on-site training, right. and is that it? Or do you want to train the trainer and have that on-site resource that can be resourceful, troubleshoot, and uh, really provide the in-house in expert uh, to help you you know, figure out how are we going to do things and what do we need to do and how do we enhance our training systems. I think that's crucial to a successful implementation, Chris. I think you're right on target there. I think people often think that the training ends with the implementation, yep. and that's not always the case. Your vendors are there as a resource. They're there to offer you other opportunities, whether it be a webinar or... Exactly. Or, um, but you know. either way you go, you really need to look at how do you maximize right. that service provided by the vendors. I mean, you're, you're, there's always usually a lot of money that's going into this <laughs> software and technology, right. and you want to make sure you're getting the most out of it. And the best way to do that is get taught by the experts, which is the people who create and and market and sell the product. Agreed, agreed. Training the trainer works pretty well, but you have to start with the yeah. person who really understands your solutions, your exactly. technology. Who, someone who can really identify what are those one-offs, what are those right. strange occurrences as they happen, who can kind of come up versus uh, somebody who's kind of not fully understanding how your operation or how your organization operates. And uh, so, like I said, someone who can really come up with those one-off scenarios. Yeah, to really I think, challenge the, the, the teacher. I think that's a good point. I think not just are you utilizing your vendor, but your vendor has to really work cooperatively with your folks who understand the workflow exactly. in order to make that implementation more successful, in order to make the technology fit that specific organization. Mm -hmm. And they usually can. Uh, yep. You just need to understand what the workflow is. Go back to your, your clinical staff, your administrative staff. Yeah, and another piece of that is you want to take a look at how are you going to grade the trainer? How are you going to grade the vendor that's providing you this, this educational opportunities? We do that? Yeah. We grade yeah. them? <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that a lot of organizations will do, they'll do business right. reviews. Right. So where they can look at our organization or a different right. vendors' organizations, say, how are you guys doing? And what do you give it? What kind of deliverables? And how are we grading you on this, on this, on your technique and, and your process? So one option is to come up with a dashboard. Dashboards right. can provide deliverables. They can provide feedback to the vendor to let them know how are you successful and what, or what do you need to work on to be more successful right. in training our staff and making sure our team understands how to use your technology. Well, I'm glad we're talking about this now that I don't work for a vendor because I didn't get a scorecard. <laughs> so uh, another aspect to look when, you, when you're implementing a new technology in, in a is to look at what are your additional project initiatives and how do you identify. Right. And, one, and what that really means is you have your, your goal when implementing this new technology, but you want to be able to look at what is the future, how is it going to impact you down the road? Because this, is, this may fill a gap that fill, that's there today, but are you going to have to re rehash this issue out you know, years down the road as the market changes? And you want to be able to understand how is this market changes, how is this technology going to help me in five years versus five days away? 
So not just current state, you're looking at your future state, big goals, big, yep. big picture. So one thing to look at is within your technology, what all, what all other aspects can it provide you information on? It can it provide you more data and services such as things that are going to help you with revenue generation, that can help you drive savings and standardization. I mean, right. what aspects of your technology are you missing that you really want to enhance, or what areas do you want to enhance, and how can you use that technology to do so? So we want to start by aligning our goals at exactly. the beginning of the project, not necessarily once the implementation has occurred yeah. and the technology is in place. But you want to talk to those technology providers, too, who can help you identify. I mean, their technology vendors should be product experts. Right. They should understand the market, understand how their, how their product interacts with your organization as well as other right. organizations. And you can use uh, there's resources such as account executive, project leads, customer service. All these resources are available for the customer's use to help them be more successful. I think that's great uh, to mention that because I think a lot of times people feel like they're out on an island with yeah. some of these integrations and these implementations and they don't know that these resources are available to yeah. them. And you can use those resources to say, what, is, what are you seeing in other organizations? Right. What are you seeing in our other customers that you may be seeing down the road that's going to happen to us? Right. Well, great. Let me talk a little bit about those revenue opportunities that you were mentioning because to your point, uh, you begin the implementation, you think this is where we're, we're headed. We're bringing in a mm -hmm. new software, a new technology. But I think those underlying uh, goals and objectives haven't really been identified at the start. Um, so I know you highlighted the super user. I think right. we need to really start there. What are the super user goals and objectives? You know, are we going to use them, like you said, to train other people? And have we really aligned what they're going to do to our future um, goals? You know, maybe we need to incentivize them at utilization point. Yeah. <laughs> to help make it more uh, successful in the long run. And I think, again, mapping what we're going to do. You mentioned product standardization, vendor standardization. Is that part of this? If it is, then we need to start at the beginning. Um, the inventory reduction. I know we're all here in supply chain. Some of us are in revenue cycles, so that database synchronization, again, comes into play. Um, and one thing we haven't really talked much about, but I think it, it's... Um, noteworthy right now at this point because even though we're trying to increase our revenue opportunities there's not going to be any revenue opportunities if we have compliance concerns exactly um, so at the beginning of every uh, implementation whether it's a new implementation or integration you really need to make sure that your compliance goals are in line with the technology as well um, setups configurations that's something people think about after the technology is working and something's right. gone wrong <laughs> yep so we want to start at the beginning. <laughs> and some of that should be identified in, in your project management right. scope plan and your project management uh, up front. So that way you can really identify who are the right resources to help you identify those missing pieces and make sure you're addressed. Right. And I think usually what what's kind of hidden and the missed gems, if you will, is when you're doing this process of bringing the item master cleanse into effect and the standardization mm -hmm. that you really are having a return on investment. Um, through that, you know, you're going to find opportunities to maybe, you know, bring one hip into the hospital. Probably not one, but, yep. you know, bad example. But, you know, limiting your inventory, limiting your SQUs. And, and this is a way where you're going to generate some revenue. So I would encourage folks to track that, to document that, to make sure that your other stakeholders that were party to, to the uh, the project, those key stakeholders that we discussed, that you keep them informed. Make sure that they understand the relevance of what was done. Right. You know, not just the technologies in place and that we're using it, but that we realized all these other good things as a result. And they do bring revenue into the organization. Exactly. Yeah. And one thing that we usually don't talk about, but I think it's good to note about your failures. Every project's yep. going to have them. 
we may fall a little behind on our timelines. Um, but usually, if you document your failures, you can learn from your mistakes. You know, one, one good piece of every successful project is a lesson learned document. Right. You want to take a look at what was missed, what was not identified, exactly. what did we not think about, right. and really kind of really find a good way to document these and keep these in a place where they can be used uh, not only in uh, just upgrading it the next time, but in, in a, almost any project management situation. Yeah, and I think lastly, we've, we've you know talked about what our mistakes will be and how we're going to learn from those, but I think what we need to do and we don't do as much of as we should is celebrate our successes. If we found something that worked, let's share it. Let's share that within our organization and let's reproduce it. There's nothing better than taking, you know, a process or something that we've done at, at right. this level of the project and rolling it out towards other levels of, of the project within the organization. Absolutely. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Right, right. Well, I want to thank you all for joining us today. Myself, Lisa Tonkison, and Chris Wickard. And hopefully we'll see you at a future presentation.